0: I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Good morning, podcast listeners. Welcome back. As we gear up towards episode 50, uh, I'm going to switch it up a little bit here and, and go down a different topic. and you know again as as i continue this podcast i always my brain goes a million miles an hour and i try and think of new topics to discuss that can give value to to some of the listeners and obviously a lot of this is built around what i do as an agent and you know some of the challenges that i uh, that i come across and one of those challenges that i've come across the first few years of this journey is is just staying on top of the collective bargaining agreement. And if you're not sure what the CBA is, it's the, the agreement between the NBA and the National Basketball Players Association um, that basically make all the rules and regulations of how the season's going to run, who's going to make what percentage of money, et cetera, et cetera. And this is a you know 500-page uh, document here that I that I always just you know read a little bit of um, you know as many days as I can um, almost every morning and and I thought it'd be cool to to start sharing some some uh, some aspects of it and and you know we'll uh, th- there's there's a lot of parts that I I read and I'm like wow like that that nobody ever would think that that would be in the collective bargain agreement so anyways. Today, we're going to talk about promotional activities and some of the things that you might not think twice of when you see players doing, you know, when you see players uh, after the game signing autographs and you see players mic'd up on, you know, TNT Christmas Day specials, and you might not think that that's actually part of the collective bargaining agreement. Now, obviously, um, certain players like to do those things anyways and I think for the most part, you know gen, genuine players are going to be very friendly with the fans um, and and do certain things to to promote themselves and promote their teams and the leagues. but that stuff is actually uh, documented in the collective bargaining agreement. that's part of their contract. So today we're talking about really really briefly article 2, section eight promotional activities. And if you have the actual collective bargain agreement, if you're an aspiring agent or you are an agent and you just want to brush up, this is on page 40, 45. Page 45 is where it starts. So uh, there, there are three main parts to this, but basically a, a player's obligation to participate in this stuff in promotional activities is deemed satisfied if, and then I'm going to go through you know, the, the three main sections. So the first one is during each salary cap year of a contract, players must make certain amount of individual and group appearances, right? So they have to make seven individual appearances. Two of those, at least two of those have to be in connection with season ticket holder events. Uh, and they have to make f- at least five group appearances. And uh, up to two of those may be assigned by NBA properties. So that's twelve total appearances during the year, and that's the bare minimum that they have to that they have to make. Now, uh, players obviously get reimbursed for like the actual expenses, and one cool part about that is if those promotional activities um, for the team happen to be uh, for a team sponsor, um, then or, or or a commercial sponsor, if it's for the league, then they get paid a, a certain amount of money on top of that. So players receive compensation from their team in the form of $3,500 for each of those appearances which is pretty cool and you know if if a player has done eight total appearance, appearances during that contractual year eight of those 12 after that mark then that compensation for the appearance uh, promotional appearances with a commercial sponsor jumps to 4,500 so that's a cool little little uh just look little tip or trick that, you know, that I learned recently, just the, you know, the amount of money that, that players can make. And obviously, like I said, you know, some players love doing that stuff. So it's a win-win situation. They get to kind of meet with the fans and meet with the sponsors and, um, you know, do, do, do that, you know, cool exposure stuff, but also get paid for it. Um, and, uh, and, and the restrictions and qualifications for that stuff, obviously, you know, uh, the, the season gets pretty crazy. So not everybody loves doing that every day. I'm sure it can get old pretty quickly. Um, but they're, they're very reasonable, you know, so they're, uh, the, the, NBA makes sure and the teams make sure that they're, you know, during certain times of the year, they're not during a practice time. They're not after a game. They're not, you know, a certain amount of, uh, a distance away. It has to be in certain cities and geographical locations, whether it's during the off season or, or, um, you know, during a, uh, an away trip. And anyways, the, the, they're, they're usually pretty good with that, but all those stipulations are lined up in the collective bargain agreement so um uh, another thing that's uh, that's interesting is that uh, players must actually participate in at least four fan appreciation activities before or after home games um which which is sometimes you see autograph signings before greeting fans after merch giveaways so they have to participate in at least four of those. And teams have to track all these things, right? Obviously, since it's in the collective bargaining agreement, teams have to track every single one of these and report them promptly to the MBPA, which is another reason I love the MBPA. You know, they're 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 on top of their stuff. Um, so all this stuff has to be tracked to make sure it's checked off on. Of. Um, so so the second main thing here for promotional activities is is wireless mics, right? I, I'm sure you've seen recently at least if you watch any of the NBA playoffs in the bubble or the past couple of years, they've done this here, um, but you know, if players are mic'd up a lot. Coaches are mic'd up a lot too. But you know, upon request via the collective bargaining agreement, the player must wear a wireless microphone during any game or practice, including warm-up periods, um, going to and from the locker room or playing on the floor, uh, a maximum number of times. And and those times are as follows: for nationally televised games, upon request, players must must do it. One time per month, or let's say the maximum is one time per month that they have to be requ- that they can be requested to do that. For locally televised games, the maximum is one time per month as well. And then for playoff games, uh, the maximum times they can be requested to be mic'd up is two times per playoff round. And, and again, there's all sorts of stipulations of you know NBA requiring the, the you know the the right equipment and the audio that's captured by certain things need to be approved by certain people. Um, so, so it goes pretty in-depth into that stuff, but I, I thought that was pretty pretty interesting that there's a certain amount of maximum times that players can be mic'd up during the game. And then the last thing is, uh, upon request, players players can be required to participate in um, in promotional activities for the benefit of NBA, NBA television partners. Right, and and obviously we can go into the the sponsorship conversation and all the different TV partners that we know that pay tons of money to be involved with the NBA, um, but but that that can only be requested up to one hour maximum per season, right? So that's in addition to some of those individual team appearances or NBA or, or, or team affiliate appearances like for the NBA and there's and and their league wide television partners. You can be requested to do a promotional activity for them, but only up to one hour maximum per, um, per season. So that's what I got for you today. If you're curious to read more on that, again, it's it's article 2 section 8 of the collective bargaining agreement and uh, and, and I'll be bringing you some more cool cool parts from the from the uh, from the CBA here in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Hope you have a great day. We'll see you here tomorrow morning. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Sports Business Secrets. If you heard something today that you liked but made you realize you're still curious and you might want to learn more, head on over to www.sportsagentsecrets.com. If you've been listening to my podcast from the beginning, you're probably aware that some of this stuff is not really talked about and there's plenty of information that stays behind the curtain. Well, my goal is to peel back that curtain and dive into the things that are left untalked about. I just launched the first of many online courses to come, and the first course is designed to teach the basics of being a sports agent. I base the curriculum on everything that I've learned so far in my career, from how to get your foot in the door, to roles and responsibilities, to types of contracts, and how agents make money, and much more. Really looking forward to sharing with you all the information I wish I had when I was just getting started. So again, head on over to sportsagentsecrets.com to check it out.